The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Join us around the pit as we talk all things barbecue. Now here is your host, Johnny Mags. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. I'm Johnny Mags. What's happening? The the weather is here. It is hot. And I like it. Me too. I like this hot. I don't like the hot hot. Yeah, me neither. Well, I'm a fat guy. I don't do well in the real big heat. Me too. You're not a fat guy. I used to be. I still don't like the heat. Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Post up. No. No, I used to be a little chubby Aussie girl, but yeah, not a fan of the heat either myself. Yes, oh, take that one, Kent. <laughs> you fat guy. Oh, that's that's freaking <laughs> funny. Oh, Chrissy, that's funny. But let's get right down to it because we are up against the clock for a different event we have going on here later on. So we're going to be a tad bit shorter than usual. But uh, let's get right down to it. Today's show brought to you by... Uncle Steve Shake. Have you ever wondered why everybody is lining up at your neighbor's house to get into their yard while they're having a barbecue, but nobody's lining up to get into your backyard? Do you know why, Chrissy? Well, I would say it's because they're using Uncle Steve Shake and I'm not, but I do, so I don't know. I don't know if I like <laughs> yeah. that line anymore. We're gonna I have you, to- Uncle Steve. I do use your shake, I promise. We're going to have to ch- yeah. switch this up <laughs> We're a bit. switch that. <laughs> Uncle Steve makes the, the shake with some of the finest ingredients available. His customer service is second to none. You have any shake questions, you call that little number and you're going to get Uncle Steve. He's the one answering the phone. Check out his entire line, all 12 flavors. And for today, today he just messaged me. Unfortunately, today is going to be the last day because he can't guarantee the shipping. But he's been running a Father's Day special that started last week. Buy his competition pack. And in the comments, he will throw in a free bottle of Smoke Bomb or sweet and spicier, your choice with the purchase of the combination pack. Heck yeah. And also, don't forget to join his Facebook group, Uncle Steve Shake Nation. He's doing a lot of um, running different deals on that, giveaways, things of that nature. But check that out at UncleSteveShake.com. Shake some on everything. We're also brought to you by Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Whether I'm barbecuing or not, I always keep the smoke rolling thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today, I am smoking the Studio 21 number six. Yeah, torpedo. Or is that a nine? No, it's a six. It's a six? Dyslexia, baby. That's fine. Thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. We get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit twoguyscigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two guyscigars.com. Also brought to you by Backline Fabrication. Ryan Newland is building some of the most badass pits manufactured today. All one of builds them from the ground up. If you can think it, he can build it. He has conversations with you 
and takes little nuances of your conversation and adds them to whatever pit or cooking device he is going to build for you, be it a 500-gallon to the competition line pit to the his multi-tool, which is absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. So check them out at Backline Fabrication and Backline Smokers. Also brought to you by MagnaChef Gloves, our brother Alan Fonte, Knows a little something about fire management. Seeing he's a Miami-Dade firefighter. He, Al has designed these gloves from the get-go to cover everything heat-related. Food-grade silicone, patented magnetic clips for an easy on and off. You're never going to drop your gloves. Heat-rated up to 500 degrees. Web-fit for Firm grip, one size fits all, dishwasher safe, but most importantly, Chrissy, made right here in the USA. Absolutely. Visit them at magnachef.com, that's M-A-G-N-E-C-H-E-F.com, and at checkout, use the code ROYAL21. That's ROYAL, as in American ROYAL21, for 15% off your Order. Get yourself a couple pairs. One for the barbecue trailer, one for the backyard, one for the kitchen. These gloves are unbelievable. So that's MagnaChef.com, Master the Fire. And we're also brought to you by Custom Cutting Boards, RS.com. Ian Hemming out of Magnolia, Texas, is producing what I refer to as the Yeti of cutting boards. These boards are absolutely tough as nails. 100% dishwasher safe, high condensed UV protection, comfort sliding protection, the little nubs on the bottom. So even on a wet surface, these boards will not move on you. Multicolors available, deep lip reservoir to catch all the au jus and wonderful juices from the proteins you're cooking. And he has three... Three size boards, the dishwasher's board, which is your standard countertop board, the massive brisket board, 18 by 36. It is, I I put a 24-pound turkey on it when I got mine four years ago, and everybody asked why I was cooking chicken for Thanksgiving. (laughs) That's how big this board is. And the new to the market, his pizza board. For that perfect slice every time. So check them out at customcuttingboardsrus.com. That is the letter R, us.com. And tell them I sent you. Beautiful. I'm getting better. You're amazing. At almost, almost four years. I'm almost getting it all right. No teleprompter needed, <coughs> Greg. Yeah, there, was, <laughs> there was a couple lines missing. But That's fine. I'll, I'll get there. But I'm excited. We're catching up with a good friend of our mine, ours, the shows, the barbecue community. It's been about a year since Mark joined us last. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's just get right down to it. Bring on, ladies and gentlemen, coming to us live from Malcolm's shop in Hernando, Mississippi, the one and only Mr. Mark Williams of Swine Life Barbecue. Mark, what's happening, brother? Man, shoot. Y'all talking about that heat? Y'all come on down here and get some real heat. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. We're fine. We're fine. What, what, what? Okay, I'll bite. What's the, what's the temperature down there? 
going. Uh, actual temp about 106, 105. Uh, heat index in the one teens, one teens. teens. Wow, that's yeah. like Australia. That's, that's uh, yeah. That's it's how hot it's we pretty get. hot. Today's not as bad as yesterday, but. We're, we're coming around. I got to get on the mower when we get off this. So I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking to all the Texas boys, and they said that they were one of them. But uh, JB, Jonathan Botton from Botton's Barbecue, was at a comp this weekend, and he's literally sitting in his chair in the shade, and he has his thermopen out, and the thermopen is reading 107. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so 107 in the in shade, shade in Texas. But, and here I am bitching about, like, 87. Me too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty jealous of that. Yeah. So, Mark, how you been, brother? We've been busy. Uh, been good though. I cannot complain whatsoever. Um, this year has started off busy and ain't let up. So I'll take it. Um, been doing a good bit of cooking, kind of behind the scenes. Not a lot of comps. You know, we had Memphis May a couple, mm-hmm. I guess, about a month ago. So, um, kind of recovering from it. And right now, I got my hands full building my new comp trailer. So, oh, been- there we go been wide open with it trying to get it done before the fourth of july which i don't know if i'll make it but i'm gonna try hey you're always trying that that's all that counts that's all that counts let's see let's see eric estrada what's up c mac dutch judge chapin mrs mags is in there oh mrs mags bought me a uh, anniversary present today do we get to know what it is do you know what it is yeah 25 ton um log splitter Wow. Yep. Happy anniversary yep. to you guys. Mr. Clarence Joseph, Tahano Cookers. What's up, folks? Uncle Steve, Joe Tucker. Eric, CJ, Eric, CJ, Judge. Ryan Guinea, what's happening, brother? Gray Ryan and Max Baez, calling you well, brother. Kevin, what's up, brother? So... So yeah, everyone's been busy, so that's always good, Mark. That's fantastic. Always everyone's cooking everything, so you know, some things change, some things stay the same. But uh the last time you were here, well, f- well first off, for any of our new listeners, let's just get a quick rundown of who Mark Williams is and how Swine Life Barbecue came to be. Oh, that's no problem. We uh I'm from Hernando, Mississippi, so we're on the tip of the sip down here. Um, Swine Life originated in 2013 when we really started getting passionate about competition cooking. Uh, We've always cooked. I've cooked my entire life. We've done a lot of catering. Kind of started out when my dad was getting ready to retire, and he wanted to do like a catering fundraiser business on the side as a retirement gig. So that kind of lit the fire. And lucky enough to meet a lot of great people in barbecue and, you know, become very passionate about it. Um, it was made up basically of me and my brother. Uh, my wife got on board in 2015. Once first time, the first contest she went to was the Jack. And I told her, I said, don't, <laughs> don't get your hopes up. All contests are not like the Jack. And <laughs> don't get used she, to that. <laughs> yeah. But she was hooked and she kind of come on board and was helping us a lot. And, you know, my brother, he was a contractor, basically he built custom cabinets and him and my dad both did. And he left that business in 2017 and started working for how to barbecue right. And, I followed suit in 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. I walked away, I walked away from a comfortable job that I didn't have any worries to chase a dream and wouldn't change it for the world. I wish I'd have done it 10 years ago. Oh, amen, and brother. Amen, so brother. It's, it's been a good ride, and I'm very blessed to be where I'm at. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know, you guys are doing great. You know, 
Every, everyone there at the shop, you know, is doing great. You're great, Malcolm, Rochelle. Everything's going fantastic. I'm going to have to get my ass down there and finally meet you guys in person on. one of these days. I'm going to have to figure that out. But the last time you were on was, a, it's just about a year. I believe it was last yeah. July. You guys, you guys were fixing to head out to uh, Galax, Virginia. Or, yes, sir. Was it Virginia or West Virginia? Virginia. Virginia. Er, don't give me the line. They're all the same, if you ask me. <laughs> Galax, Virginia. Galax, Virginia. For the, was it the Smoke on the Mountain? Smoke on the Mountain. Smoke on the Mountain. And, you know, you, you've cooked it a couple times already, and you were, you were hoping, best case scenario, to walk away with, they, they, they might have the coolest trophies out there. I would agree. They got the fiddles, the guitars, musical instruments. It's, it's free. And you were hoping to get one of the fiddles. Any of them. I wouldn't care if it was. I think they got the fiddle, the mandolin, the guitar, the banjo. The banjo, yeah. Yeah, and all those are made local. And I don't think that guy makes but a handful of them a year. I mean, they're, they're legit real instruments and beautiful work. And yeah. I can't play them, but I got some good <laughs> friends. Malcolm's pretty good at a guitar, so they all sound pretty good. Oh, fantastic. So you went there hoping to get a, any of them, but of the fiddle I remember for sure. Man, and if I'm not mistaken, you left with the whole damn band. I got everything but the drum set. <laughs> <laughs> so how was how, how all that, you know, the cooking so, experience and then getting those calls? That was... That was a once-in-a-lifetime kind of memory that I'll never forget. Um, it was kind of a – that was the first time I've ever been there. I've heard about. everybody talk about it, and that was one of my first times going. So I was excited. You know, it's about a – if everything goes well, it's about a 10-hour drive, 10 to 12-hour drive from where I'm at. Um, so we left on a Thursday. Going to try to get there in plenty of time because it's an NBN dual contest as well. So you got teams, you know, coming in Wednesday and Thursday getting ready to cook hog and – you know, it's kind of a kind of an all weekend long weekend event, and they shut the whole entire town down just for this barbecue contest. And that was one of the coolest things. Is when we pulled up, it was like we were royalty. I mean, any of us. It didn't matter who you were, what team it was. Like the town took care of the teams, and you had local business that come out that you know welcomed you. We met some great people that actually had like a a gym slash yoga studio right there at us, and become real good friends with them. Still talk to them. And it was, that's how it started. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Now our, our, our way on the up there, our on the way up there events <laughs> went south real quick. Cause we were breaking parts on trailers. Uh, we, we followed killer hogs and Malcolm Reed up there and their sway control on their trailer broke about an hour from home. Oh, And the trailer does not pull real good. I think we could do about 45 on the interstate. So I jumped ahead. I was pulling a smaller trailer. So I jumped ahead and went on to Nashville and found some parts I needed, pulled off the side of the interstate, basically rebuilt the whole entire hitch, sway controller, weight distribution, done everything, got back on the road. So it took us almost 14 hours to get to Galax. Oh, and wow. When I got out of the truck, I was looking for that stiff drink because I knew it was <laughs> by the end. It was, uh, my nerves were shot. But we got there, got set up. The weather was beautiful. I mean, I think it was 65, 70 degrees, no humidity. And the craziest thing was there's not a single fly or mosquito in sight. I did not see a fly all weekend. And everybody knows you fire up the grill, the flies are coming. Oh, know? yeah. 
didn't have any flies. And wow. so we got there, got set up, and I actually had a good buddy of mine, Brian Wesson, his team, son of a butcher. He does a lot of SCAs and stuff like that. And my brother couldn't make it. My wife couldn't make it. So I was like, hey, do you mind giving me a hand? He said, no, we're down. You know, let's go. So we went up there. This was the first cook out of my big comp trailer. I was actually borrowing Malcolm Smaller uh, steak trailer. And first cook out of it, only second cook on my hybrid or my hybrid outlaw. I mean, comp wise. And so we were just trying to hit our marks. You know, we, there was a ton of good teams. You had killer hogs, you had checkered pig, you had, uh, Jack's old South. I mean, there were several great teams that were all cooking, you know, so we were just wanting to hit our marks and we got up that Saturday morning. We were cooking hot and fast. I put everything on at five o'clock. Um, cook went smooth. Um, other than. I guess right before chicken turning, in, Brian cut his hand as bad as I've ever seen somebody cut their hand oh, at, at wow. the contest. And like I look at him, I was like, "You good?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking at it." He wrapped it up in paper towels, put a glove on, never missed a lick. And hats off to him because I couldn't have done it without him. Yeah. And chicken turning in went, you know, great. We done the NBN as well, so we had NBN ribs at the same exact time or just a few minutes apart from KCBS chicken. So we had everything staged and got those turned in, got our ribs turned in. Pork went fine. Brisket was one of the best briskets, briskets that I cooked up until that point. And, you know, we – good weather. And, you know, we were just trying to relax, have a good time. We wasn't – I was just wanting one trophy. I was wanting one of those banjos, fiddles, whatever. You know, I just wanted something to bring back home because that's a that's an awesome trophy. You know, mm-hmm. that's it's not many contests. There's a ton of great contests that do – Cool trophies, but there's not many that give you something at that level, I don't think. I mean, it's it's a playable instrument, and it's not a yeah. cheap instrument. I mean, it's it's very well made, and it's beautiful. So we get everything loaded up because we're having to come back home Sunday morning. So I got everything loaded back in the trailer, got everything staged, cleaned up, went and took a shower, kind of got freshened up, and went to awards. And the awards were right outside of a bar slash restaurant. So we went in and ordered, and you know we were just kind of waiting on awards to start. So they kicked off, started calling chicken. So we walked on out there and I mean, we had good chicken. It wasn't, it wasn't chicken that I took a bite of. And I was like, oh, that's, that's the best I've ever had. I mean, it was just solid chicken and they call top 10. And of course, I don't know how everybody else is, but I'll tell you how I am at awards. From 10th to 7th, you're like, oh, I don't want that. You know, <laughs> then you get sixth and fifth and you're like, oh, that'll be okay. Well, then once you get below fifth, I'm like, all right, I'll, I would have took that six. You know, you'll take whatever you can get. And uh, so kind of the same thing goes to the head. I was like, all right, you know, maybe a fifth or sixth. That'll be, that'll be good. You know, that'll get us a good start. And we get all the way down to first place and they ain't called our name. And I was like, well, Brian, maybe we'll get it in ribs, you know. And they called perfect score 180 for this team and they called our name out. And I looked at Brian. Of course, I forgot to mention my leg is completely destroyed at this point. Um, I tore like five ligaments in my ankle two weeks ahead of time. So I was in a boot on crutches. My ankle was as big as the top of my leg. I mean, been hurting all day. So Brian was my awards walker. I said, man, just go get it. You know, thank you. This is on you. Go get it. So he got it, come back and ribs roll around and they get down to first place ribs again. I was like, there's no way, you know, in the back of your mind, there's no way we're getting back to back first places. They call our name out again. And I look at Brian, I said, we, we got a good day in our hands. I said, we're, we're all right. We're okay. And, uh, pork was our weakest. I think we got seventh or eighth in pork. I can't remember. It was our weakest category. And we knew that. Uh, I wasn't 100% happy with it, but it was a good, solid turn. And uh, Brian said, you think we want it? I said, I, 
feel pretty good. I said, but right now it was us. We had three calls. Uh, Meyer Mixon had three calls. Mm-hmm. Killer Hogs had three calls. So, I mean, it was a tight run at that point. And then we get to brisket and we ended up getting a third and brisket. And it was, I think Malcolm got fourth and brisket. We got third. And I pulled them up to try to refresh my memory because it has been a year. Uh, checkered flag got second and Jackson South got first. And I was like, man, you know, we've all got four calls. I yeah. said, you know, I feel pretty confident with a 180 because I think we were actually the only 180 that day. So I was like, you know, and of course everybody's looking at us, you know, they're like, oh, it's you. And I hate that. Like, <laughs> don't jinx us. Yeah. Yeah. When we're calling out overall, do not jinx us, you know. And I told Brian, I said, if we get this, I said, I'm going up. I said, I don't care if you have to carry me. I have to hobble. What I, I said, I'm going up there. You know, this is, we're on cloud nine. Of course, this is the first contest Brian's ever really been a part of. And it's definitely his first grand he's ever been a part of. So I was, you know, I felt really honored to have him standing beside me. That was, that was pretty cool. And he was, he was just excited and not in tears, just like I was, you know, cause that's a contest I've always looked forward to cooking. I always wanted to cook and never dreamed of winning it. So, but yeah, we, uh, we won it. We I think our total score was a six ninety eight. Uh, oh. We beat Reserve Grand by twelve whole points. Ooh, and that was that's that's that tastes the cake for me right now. That was that was an awesome weekend, no doubt. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like I said, I know, I know. Like you said, you were you were pumped and ready to go for that. And then when I saw those results, it's like, oh, that's awesome. So I was so <laughs> happy for you guys. It was a dream come true, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That that's cool. That's another one. I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get to Galax. It's, get, get that one a shot. It's a it's a different feel. No joke. It's yeah. it's something about it. I don't know what it is. What was crazy that kind of threw us off during our cook was I've never cooked at elevation. Yeah, and I've never I never even dreamed of. I think that's at like three thousand thirty four hundred you know feet somewhere around in there. I never dreamed of that making that big a difference because I didn't consider that being that high of elevation. We were seven degrees off on every protein. Wow. Seven degrees. That can and, that can change everything. <laughs> and it was like, I was sitting there, finally one of the locals come by that was talking to us. I said, man, I said, if you don't mind me asking, I said, what temperature does water boil at? And uh, he's like, I really don't know. And his wife perked up. He's And I looked at her, I said, 207. She said, yes, sir, 207. I said, because that's, that's as far as we can take meat today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And then also at at that time you were just um, you were, I think a couple days away or a week or so of coming out with your your prime beef yes. rub. So how how is that uh, how has that taken off? Very well. We've had nothing but positive feedbacks, and you know that's one thing I always. If somebody comments or shares a post or takes a picture with it or whatever, I'm trying my best to keep up with that. Say hey, you know, give us some feedback. You can send me a private message. Good or bad, I don't care. I want to know, you know. And we've had guys that, you know, that are pretty passionate about cooking beef, whether it be brisket, fillets, ribeyes, and all have just been blown away. And it's it's a different beef rub, um, no doubt. There's there's a lot of stuff in that that we kind of – we base it off our grit, kind of off salt, pepper, garlic, but we added a lot of stuff that would, you know, bring flavor without adding salt um, and bring flavor without adding a lot of pepper and – all the stuff I love at beef, I want to just enhance that. And so we did, and we added a couple of different extracts and different kind of dehydrated good mushrooms and all that good stuff to bring that umami flavor. And it does it. 
And we actually, we run it. I know several teams right now that are running it as a finish rub on brisket. It's doing really well. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, speaking of Jonathan Botton, there he was. Were your ears ringing, brother? I mean, Big Rome is in the house. What's up, brother? So that that's great. That That's great to hear because, you know, once again, you were excited about Galax. You were excited about the rub, of course. And it's just it's just great that everything's everything's going well. But you know, you all you were comfortable on the microphone before. But for some reason, you seem a little bit more comfortable <laughs> on the on the whole podcast thing. I've, I've done a few since then. I'm yeah, never, you can say that. I've never been good in front of a camera. Or on a microphone. I'm still. I still don't consider myself good. I mean, I yeah. I can't sit still. You probably noticed that. I can't do that anyway. When I'm at my desk working every day, I can't sit still. Yeah. Um. But it. I like it because I connect with people, and mm-hmm. you know, people that I've never met, never spoke to. It's kind of my way to connect and let people know who we are. And I appreciate the invite. I mean, you know, people look at podcasts like ah, you know, how many people really listen or how many people do, and you know, it's is it really worth it? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, you never know. You never know who's listening. You oh, don't yeah. know. I mean, this content will be out here from now on. So two years from now, somebody could play this, you know, traveling on vacation with family. And hey, I might meet them next week. Who knows? You know, that's it. Like I said, I, I started this. It would be it'll be four years in August. And uh that did our first episode. And then like you said, you don't you never know who's listening, or you never know where people listen from. I got a message from this guy, Oli Sprague. And he's like, dude, I absolutely just found the show. I love it. You know, we might we might have been two, maybe two in. He goes, I like what you're doing. I like the style. It's a little different than a couple of the others out there. So you know, just sending my love and the respect. And you got a fan down here in Australia, and that means a lot. And I went, Australia. <laughs> I'm in Salem, New Hampshire. I'm about 45 minutes outside of Boston, and it's like. I'm reaching Australia. And then, you know, it just went from there. But like you said, you you never know who's listening or where they're listening. And like you said, that message, you know, you just felt so good about it that people are enjoying what you're doing and, you know, giving you a little pat on the back for, you know, giving it your all and giving it a shot. And, you know, here I am four, four years later. You know, and enjoy it. That's all that matters. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, you know, obviously, just you see firsthand every day what Malcolm's doing. You know, his fault—it's crazy. (laughs) It's absolutely crazy. But I was going that route to bring up the podcast that you're doing now on a regular basis, and it's you, Malcolm. Your brother Jamie, and there was another Mike, one, Mike, yeah, Mike my brother-in-law, your brother-in-law, so. and it is called the Buck Junkies. Now we got a lot of listeners I know for a fact are big-time hunters. So guys, you guys need to check this out. Uh, it's on all the podcast platforms. Buck Junkies. Chrissy's going to leave the links down in the description below, but. How did that come about, you know, to just do a, you know, a, a hunting podcast? But you do get into, at, usually at the end, you get into recipes of what you guys were cooking down at the camp and things like that. So how did that all come about? 
so I guess I grew up hunting. I mean, that's as long as I can remember, I've either went with dad going or hunted on my own, you know, since I was young, young, probably younger than I should have been. But I mean, that's, that's what all of our background is. And that's something that we all have in common outside of barbecue. So I met Malcolm through barbecue and then we both, you know, we all become better friends and started hunting together. And then we actually got about 340 acres south, right south of us, about an hour. And we we started, you know, really wanting to do like wildlife management and deer management. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why not cover that? Because there's not, I mean, there's a ton of, there's a ton of info out there as far as, you know, planting food plots and, you know, working your land, but it's not for the average joke. You know, a lot of this stuff is so over our head and, you know, it's for a 3,000 acre farm. Yeah, well, we're dealing with 300 acres. We can't go get a 3,000 acre ranch nowhere. I mean, so we're trying to manage a small acreage area to the best of our ability. And I'll be the first to tell you, none of us are farmers. I mean, we don't, we, we can run a tractor, we can run a disc, we can put seed in the ground, but I'll be the first to tell you, we're not a farmer. And so we all talk. I mean, we talk every day about hunting. You know, we try to go down there and spend, you know, every other weekend or so down there just hanging out, especially with the kids, you know getting them fishing, getting them out, you know, letting them run the tractor and run the side by side. I mean, that's, that's all life changing experiences I had as a kid that you don't see a lot of nowadays. And that's something, you know, we're trying to just pass on, you know, I don't have kids of my own, but I spend a lot of time with my nephews and Malcolm's son. And that's one of the things that, you know, gives us that ability to do. So, and we all have a good time. I'll tell you, we got some stories that I would love to tell on a podcast that probably don't need to be out there on a podcast. We have a really good time. Yeah. And so why not, why not share that? And, you know, we're kind of venturing out to where, you know, let's promote this brand. Let's create a brand. That's the average Joe hunting. You know, if we, if we make a bad shot or we miss a deer or we tear the tractor up, you're, you're going to hear about it. Yeah. It's not going to be, you know, sugarcoated. Oh, well, you know, this one got away. No, it's going to be like, Hey, we tracked that one for four miles and we ended up, you know, it's, it's real life stuff. Cause no matter how good a hunter you are, no matter how good a sportsman, anything like that, it's going to be something come up at some point in your hunting lifetime that doesn't go the way you plan it and learn from that. And a lot of people may not have had that experience, but we can talk about it and tell you what we learned and maybe prevent that from somebody else happening. Oh, for and sure. A, I mean, it's, it goes hand in hand with barbecue. You know, a lot of your barbecue guys hunt, a lot of your hunting guys barbecue, and they're all going to cook what they're eating. So why not tie it all together and you just create this brand to go with it and it's been, it's been a blast. Oh uh, yeah. You know, cause when, when I, when I first found it, cause I found it very right at, right at the very beginning. Um, I think it was on, on Malcolm's show. He, he was talking about it, that it's, it's coming out, you know, call it this Friday is we're dropping the first episode. So I, I was there from the drop of the first episode straight through the last one. And you can feel that it's that friendship is there between all of you, that relationship, that closeness, because it it definitely has that deer camp feel of y'all just sitting around having a cold. There's a cooler full of beer, and everyone's sitting around telling stories, telling lies, you know, whatever it is. And, but like you like you were saying, you were hitting on those things. You know, if you if you miss the shot, you're gonna say you missed the shot. Yeah. You know, no, I didn't miss. I hit, I hit this complete, you know, uh, one eighty-seven buck, and you know, it's <clears throat> because, folks, I understand. We, you see the outdoor channels and everything. It doesn't happen that easy. 
You don't Not climb up enough. in the tree, get yourself seted, and, and all of a sudden this trophy walks out right underneath you within 15 yards, and you just put it right through the pump station, and next thing you know, it's on the wall. Not so much. <laughs> Did you know, out of all the, the Native American tribes up in the Northeast, do you know what Johnny Mag stands for? Terrible hunter. <laughs> I've seen a ton, but I have yet to be able to pull the trigger on the rifle or, or hit the release on the bow. You know, I did, I, did have, I did have a moose. I'm sitting in my ground blind, and I hear some rustling coming from my right behind me. And all of a sudden, this bull moose comes out, walks right behind the blind, in front of the blind. And I'm just, first off, I'm petrified. Because the first <laughs> thing, you, you do not mess with a moose. That, and you don't realize how big they are until you got eyes on them. Oh, they are massive. You know, they're eight to eight to ten feet from the ground to the top or the head. And, you know, six foot wide spread on the antlers. You know, and it just walks by like you're not even there. And it's like, oh my god. And the only thing I could think about, I go, if this was about three weeks earlier. And I hit the lottery for the tag. I couldn't miss. He was that close, you know, because we got the. No, we got, no, don't ever say you couldn't miss. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Little buck fever happens to everybody. It happens. You know, but it's like, oh, man. But that, that's the other part about it. You're out there in the woods, you're out in nature, you're in that silence, that tranquility of the wilderness in the woods. And, you know, how, who's. Um, Fred Bear, he had, the, he had the line, you know, it cleanses the soul. And that is 100% true because you can go in there, have the worst day, worst week of your life. Everything went wrong, including the wrong stuff, went even wrong, worse. But you can get out there on that Saturday or Sunday, if permissible. Some places don't allow Sunday hunting. But, and you just sit there and you walk out a completely different man. And so that's, that's what, like, I'm getting from following the show from the get-go, and that's how you guys feel. And, you know, you started with the Bucks, you went into turkey season, then you got into, I think, the last episode you guys did of, was a fishing episode, you know, yeah. what's in your tackle boxes? You know, talking about the old lures you would buy as a kid and the lures you buy now. And especially the price tags of the lures from when you were a kid to now. <laughs> oh, you go broke buying them now. That's no doubt. And I, I forget who, which one was, but it was like, man, if I get caught up, if I get hung up now, I'm going in that water to get that. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> you know, this $18 spinnerbait or crankbait, nah, that's coming back with me. But, but yeah, you guys are doing a fantastic job. I absolutely love it. And, you know, everyone listening or going to listen in the, once it gets, the show gets into the, uploaded to the podcast forms, um, if you're an outdoorsman or just like the hunting stories, definitely check out the Buck Junkies. You will not be disappointed. It is as real as it gets <laughs> from everything. And we then even, <laughs> even the recipes, you know, it, you know, of what you guys are harvesting, you know, that's what you're cooking. You know, I don't know if it was from the podcast or a neighbor that butts up to our land down there, but we got reported over 
over the podcast, basically. Really? And so we had a, um, we have an overpopulation of does, like unreal amount of does. We had biologists come in and kind of do like a quick survey and do a lot of head counting as far as what we're actually working with. And he's like, y'all are, y'all have the worst case I've ever seen. I mean, it's, and it's, it was like, I could be sitting in food plot and have 30 does in front of me and text Malcolm 200 yards away on the other side of the ridge. And he's looking at 30 different does. So, I mean, it was just, it was unreal. So, I mean, we had to get rid of some does. So we, we went on a doe overpopulation spree and I don't know if our neighbor didn't appreciate it or if somebody heard us talking about it on a podcast, but about two weeks after we released that podcast, old phone call ring rang and it was Mr. Green Pants was on the Ooh. other side. But again, we keep a good relationship with our game boards and we yep. respect what they do. And we had a phone call and he said, Man, y'all 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 done what you're supposed to do, you know. I mean, we were we was nowhere near over our limit, but we had a good time a few weekends rounding up some does, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, because even up here in New Hampshire, um, you know, it changes from year to year to year. You know, the new reports come out, and you'll be allowed, you know, two doe tags. Or once you fill those fill those two, you are allowed a third. But then there's, there's other years that it's like, how many do you want? Yeah. You know? Ours was 10 this year. Oh, wow. So, and we... We ended up on 300 acres between us and all the kids. I mean, everybody killed three or four apiece, but I think we ended up killing a total of 30 does, and you can't even tell we've done it. Like, you can't, it's, it's not even phased. It's that overpopulated. Holy cow. So, that's what we've been doing the last few weekends is we're actually working with a seed company called Local Seed, and we're trying a lot of their food plot and their nutritional stuff to see what can handle heavy browsing. And, you know, see what can keep up with the deer population just to keep protein out there, especially right now, as hot as it is. It's not a ton for them to eat, you know, not good, high-quality protein food. So we're working to that to, like, figure out what we can keep up. We planted about 15 acres of beans that didn't even make it to sprouts. I mean, deer wiped them out. So we're we're working on different things to try to figure out what to hold up to them. And we're making good headway. And it's, it's pretty cool to work with the seed company one-on-one and actually have – the owner of the seed company and all that come down and look at your food plots and you know you get to really learn what actually you're looking for and what the deer like and we got some stuff out there now that probably a mississippi deer has never seen but we're anxious to see what they do to it oh absolutely and i'm, I'm anxious to to, to hear how they take <laughs> it to it but uh and um any idea of when the, um i know you guys are taking a little break from it of when you guys are going to get back into it maybe at the end of the summer yeah, I would say end of the summer, probably around a September time because we'll we'll kick off a good dove season, usually yep. first weekend of September. So we'll probably kick it back off somewhere around there. And we'll be by then we'll be ready to do, you know, our fall plots and you know, get fall plots in the ground and then bow season rolls around and then we'll be we'll be head deep in it then, you know, it'd be time to go. Yeah, yeah, because I got excited the other day. My wife goes like she goes, I think I might have to learn how to do this hunting thing. I'm like, oh, wrong words, wrong words. <laughs> I go, we'll have you slinging arrows before you know yep. it. And you're going to love it. She's like, oh, all right, we'll see. But like I said, Mark, we got, there's a, uh, the owner of the studio has a, um, has a show he's got to do. So he's got to get set up. So we got to, unfortunately, got to cut it a couple minutes short this time. But man, thank you so much yes, for, sir. uh, you know, coming on when I reached out to you, you know, you were great. 
And uh, we'll definitely do it again. But, you know, like I said, congratulations on Galax. Congratulations on Rub. Congratulations on the Buck Junkies. Check them out. Where can everybody find you social media-wise and all that goodness? So you can find us at Swine Life BBQ on all the, you know, platforms. Um, YouTube's fixing to change up a little bit. It's fixing to go from Swine Life BBQ to Swine Life because we're fixing to start getting more content as far as building our trailer. Uh, we do a lot of side-by-side riding, so we're going on a big trip next month to Colorado, spending a week out there. So we're going to try to, you know, branch out and get some different content that covers all the bases. And still, hey, we still got to cook on the trail, so we're going to be covering that as well. Oh, heck yeah, heck yeah, brother. Like I said, man, awesome, Mark. Thank you so much. We'll definitely do this again. And, uh, you know, man, th- thank you for your time. I really appreciate yes, it. Hang on I'll one second, and I'll jump right back in with you. It goes so fast. It goes quick. It does. It goes quick. How am I doing? I'm, I, I'm timing this pretty good, right? You're doing pretty good, yeah. All right, yeah. all right. Like I said. That was still 40 minutes of a show, though. Like yeah. This, like that. You blink goes, and it's done. goes quick. Especially when you have a good guest like this. Oh, yeah. Mark's awesome. Mark's awesome. Just, just a genuine guy. You know, like I said, literally reached out to him, I think, maybe last last Wednesday. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I go, he goes, Tuesday works for me if it's good. Okay, brother. You know. So it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm going to have to get down there, yeah. finally meet all these boys in face-to-face, get a couple handshakes out there. I tell you what, the accents are strong. I was I had a little, quick listen to their podcast today. I was doing my research, yeah. and I was giggling. I love the accent, but even me, oh, I, yeah. I'm pretty good with accents. I was like, whew, some of that I'm going to have to go back and read. Like, I need subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's awesome. They, they do a great job. It was, but, it was yeah. very entertaining. Uh, it was great. You know, thank you, Mark, again for joining, taking time to come on and join. Oh, there's my buddy Joe Marcart. What's up, brother? Next week. What do we have? I might be a little nervous for next week. Oh, boy. We have the godfather of barbecue talk joining us from the Barbecue Central show, Mr. Greg Rempe. Awesome. Who has pretty much paved the way for all of us. Right. He's been at it 14 years now wow. when it was actually on radio, yep. <laughs> you know, into, into now. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's it, folks. Thank you all for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. You'll have all our episodes right at your fingertips. Social media, find the links down below. Questions and comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. And until next week, keep the smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.